Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number two is Senator Amy Klobuchar expected to join the show at 145. It is time now to jump right into overrated, underrated, properly rated. It is better when you participate. Jump in right now. Your own version. Give us an overrated. Give us an under it. Give us a properly rated. Give us all three. Your call. 651-461-9226. Rusty, you're first up. Well, it's been uh, I'm in the fifth month of my employment for the company and for the good neighbor, and I now have a dedicated workspace in the newsroom. So I am saying having my own desk is underrated. I've been kind of moving around the newsroom and – checking the off schedule or checking the who works what day schedule so I could sit at his or her desk while they're here or not here, then getting up partway through the day so when Paul Hodawana comes in because Paul has the good chair and I like to sit at his desk. And But now I mm. steal, I stole a, a good chair from upstairs, I hope, and, uh, and now I have my own workspace. It's underrated and makes you appreciate being able to kind of settle in. I don't know if I'm going to decorate, but we'll see. We'll see. I could. I could put up a couple of knickknacks or something. It's not going to be about this eggnog situation, is it? I mean, I'm glad you have a spot. But, Harrigan, can we just vote right now? We don't need, like, a lot of eggnog things up there. We need exactly zero eggnog no, things. No, yeah. what we need. It's not eggnog season anymore. I checked at Target. It's not there anymore. Really? Yeah. Never eggnog season. I don't season. know about that. I'm with you on the, the power of a chair. Uh, take him from anybody. Katie, bar the door. Take him, uh, you know. Yeah. Take him from, I mean, take mine. Take Vanitas. Take Adams. Okay. Take Jason's. And then just deny it. Oh, I uh, don't know that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could get me to Congress if I do that. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and I've been without a car for a few days now. It's been two times into the shop in the past week. It's currently at the shop. And they explain what they think the issue is. And I may have it back today. But. Uh, not having a car is uh, is overrated. I know there's a lot of people, particularly in the cities, who advocate for bicycling and for walking. And listen, if I could I Skyway home, I would. I love the Skyway. I would walk if they could build a Skyway to Lino Lakes. Then I would do that. But having a car has been really messing, or not having a car has been really messing with my head. So I'm saying not having a car or access to a car if you need it sometimes is overrated. How long? <clears throat> Have you decided uh, you don't care about the environment? 
and just want to drive your that's vehicle it. as much that's as you it. want to. That's, I mean, if I could afford an electric vehicle or were feasible to have an electric vehicle, I certainly would have uh, uh, an electric vehicle. But, you know, you got to – the way this – everything is built and where I live and versus where I work, I got to have transportation. The mass transit, metro transit does not come to my doorstep as it does some of my coworkers. So I have to have my car. What if – the folks who have designed and found the funding mechanism for Southwest uh, Light Rail, which is just working as efficiently as possible, Beautiful. if they start working on something from Lino right to downtown Minneapolis, seems like it'd be inexpensive and finished uh, right on time. I think so. Yep, I, I'm I'm in with a couple of Anoka County commissioners. I'll, I'll get right to them and see if they can get some of that uh, surplus money. And then let's build light rail uh, right to uh, the, the Chain of Lakes region. It'd be great. Dave, um, is Rusty allowed to potentially bike from Lino? Or again, when it's winter, biking is not allowed. Biking is allowed if he's on the pass and it's not during a snow emergency downtown. Stay out of downtown during the snow emergency. But I like the fact that he's looking forward to the light rail to Lino being completed. What if they started today? Probably right after you retire. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right on time, and, and only about six billion over budget. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say two thousand seventy-four is the over/under for when that baby would finish. And yeah, one hundred uh, tr- trillion dollars. Rusty, excellent. Dave, what do you got? Let's start with this one. Um, seeing Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, final pick in the last year's draft, now go 6-0 and with the, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers since he's been under center. All those that say playing quarterback in the NFL is the most difficult job in sports, it's the most important position in sports, <laughs> overrated. If you've got a couple physical tools, quarterback clearly isn't that hard. This is uh, becoming more commonplace for you. You know, give it again. Yeah. Rusty? I'm not doing that. I'm not going to even attempt to do that into you're, this microphone. You're a newsman. <laughs> yeah. You have standards. Nope. Not going like... to do that. <laughs> come on, Rusty. Let's go. Nope. nope. It would come out completely wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> It'd be a Dave, how wrong would that come out for Rusty? I mean, we could see it. I, I'd love to hear him give it a shot. It's a no, very dismissive no. sound. That's why it I is. like it. It yeah. is. It's not, it's not a sound I make normally, though. You know. So when you're poo-pooing something, Rusty, when you're dismissing something, what is your sound? I usually just say, come on, like you just did. So Come on? Yeah, that's usually what happens if I'm you fed up. You don't have like a... 14-year-old sound effect? I think that's good to have that. No. No. <laughs> Weren't we talking about Brock Purdy? <laughs> Is that what we were talking about? Yes. <laughs> me making flatulence noises on the radio? <laughs> yeah. This is why Nick Mullins, Harrigan, could be the key to the Vikings Super Bowl chances. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's do this. Let's pause. We'll come back. More of Dave's all chime in. And you also, maybe you've got your sound that you'd like to add. You could call in with that sound or you could text it. I kind of like how they see how they would spell it through a text. Hopefully you know the number by now. If you don't, 651-461-9226. And oh, by the way, we are playing Billy Joel bumper music today, except for one time. When you hear Stevie Nicks bumper music, Call in right away. 
If you are the fifth caller at the number I just stated, you will win a pair of tickets to see that show with Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks November 10th at U.S. Bank. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. More of overrated, underrated, properly rated. Chiming in the audience, we greatly appreciate that. Properly rated New Year's Weekend Twilight Zone Marathon. Great shows, and most episodes still hold up. How about this one? Overrated. An unsigned tie with postage due $2.52 from Card to Sharks. That cheapskate to Russia, is he mailing these out and making people pay for the postage? (laughs) I don't know. That's embarrassing. Wow, I hope that's not the case. That's... Boy, that that's 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 forty eight hours material right there. <laughs> oh my God! Come on. I mean, he has five thousand endorsements now. He can't cough up a little <laughs> of that cash, and he didn't even sign the uh, tie. Terrible. A good snow shovel, underrated. Yeah. Get one of those shovels that have the double bend in the handle. La di da. Rusty. Why don't you get one of your overrated coworkers to pick you up? Well, you know what? Mm. Speaking of underrated, my father-in-law actually gave me a ride today, which is fabulous. Wonderful, and he's he's, uh, going to pick me up here later this afternoon, hopefully to take me to go get my car. But, Stephen, my father-in-law, salute. Thank you very much. Wonderful service. And Dave and I both remember last week when you called him a jackass. That's not what I said. I heard that. Jan Hartman, you doggone it. I I heard that. (laughs) I heard it. That's not what I said. Nope. You can't take a sick person to the doctor on a bike. Who says you can't, Dave? It's more difficult. I'm sure you could figure out a way. Strap him to the back somehow. Yeah. Overrated. Lionel Lakes. Take that, Rusty. Underrated. Columbia Heights. Take it easy. I like where I live. My friends at Gopher Puck Live, someone hurt them. Deep dish pizza. Underrated. It's gross. It's disgusting. 
Ooh. Egg rolls or spring rolls, properly rated? You have to pick one, Harrigan, and then you chime back in. Which way are you going? Egg or spring rolls? Uh, probably spring rolls, but both are overrated. Mm. Oh, come on. A good egg roll is fantastic. What do you got? I'll go with two food-related that I had here. Egg rolls and spring rolls, please. Uh, two very underrated categories of food that we got to enjoy yesterday at my house. Uh, first, I made a uh, potato corn chowder soup, just you know, throwing everything in the pot, see what works out. Soup, I know we've discussed this as a uh, as just a, a, a category in itself. Soup, not given enough respect in this country, perhaps mm-hmm. all over the world. Soup, underrated, should be a year-round food. Uh, the second... You're talking egg rolls and spring roll, like Chinese food? No, no, no. If we're talking more ethnic food, uh, Indian food, so underrated. My wife made a chicken biryani last night that I'm still having Mm. dreams about. It was so good. Indian food needs more respect in this country because it's dynamite. Soup uh, is so much better when it's chunky, not, uh, you know, Get the reduction of the extra liquid. Uh, the Your soup sounds very good. That is one food category I feel like I'm, I, I dabble in a lot of ways. I've had Indian food not enough. So my true evaluation of Indian food is overrated. I need to have more. All right, let me chime in. Danny DeVito's Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike's commercials. <laughs> yes. I love them. <laughs> they're very good. I think they're very funny. And he's so quirky and odd that he pulls it off. So, Danny, Jersey Mike's, bravo. <laughs> I I was bragging last week about my snowshoeing ability. I didn't go quite as far as Dave suggested on the Twitter machine. But I found a new place. I think it's uh, Westwood Hills. That sounds Ooh, exclusive. St. Louis yeah. Park. Is yeah. that Hopkins? Is there a dress code there? Yeah. Do you have to say that with your pinky in the air? <laughs> oh, yeah. The- Westwood Hills. I didn't say, yes. I didn't say uh, North Oaks or Kenwood. <laughs> I went with you know, St. Louis Park and Hopkins. So I, I, uh, I, I thought I was doing very well, except I'm, go- I'm going around for a while. I'm like, okay, I've had enough. Where is the exit to this place? I <laughs> went right past it. So, Rusty, my ability to, to see the sign where I first started, overrated. I thought you might find me just splayed out right, on the snowshoeing trail just uh, because of my commitment. Is the snow right now too deep for snowshoeing? I went snowshoeing yesterday. It was tough. It was tough. It was pretty deep. Uh, this was matted down. So right. it was excellent, but it's still great exercise. Definitely. So after that, I decided to have one of the greatest drinks uh, on the planet, hot chocolate. Yes. Hot chocolate is okay. one – hot chocolate is infinity better than coffee. So there's kind of a hidden uh, – thank you. There's kind of a hidden Starbucks on 55. I go there. I'm talking to Jim Pete, and there's about 40 – 40 cars waiting in the hidden Starbucks. <laughs> Doesn't sound so, very hidden. Yeah, not very hidden. So I go, oh, yeah, there's a caribou up here. 
You know how many people were in line at the Caribou? Zero. I contend, Dave Harrigan, that if you put coffee in a neutral cup and told the Starbucks narcissists, egomaniacs, who only have Starbucks, about half the time they could determine whether it was Starbucks or Caribou. Are you with me? I think that's 1,000% correct. I could say the same thing about wine drinkers. Put a $50 bottle next to a $10 bottle, half the people could be able to tell the difference. I think you're right. I think you are right. Tried a new restaurant in, I'm not sure if it's in Anoka or Andover, but uh, it's come up on a texting thread. My friend uh, Brad Cole, his sister owns it. It's Margie's. Excellent. Really good. Now, I've established before, my town, Plymouth, absolutely stinks. Our restaurants in this town, we don't have enough good restaurants. Margie's, if you haven't tried it, good atmosphere, made from scratch, good cocktails, good food. I uh, heartily endorse it. And then, which game was I watching? I think it was the, uh, what game was, was it even the, you know what, it was the Viking game. Kenny Albert. And Jonathan Vilmon, it's their last game. They're not wearing the playoffs. So they're saying goodbye. They're playing closing time from Semi-Sonic. <laughs> Classic. Rusty. Rusty. Do we Every single time something's coming to an end, have to play closing time from Semi-Sonic. Decent song. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I think I'm conditioned because for the, the Wolves for about 10 years when they were telling people to hit the road at Target Center. They play closing time. Enough. We need another get out of here, we're done song, Rusty. Well, I'm sure there was like a 24-year-old production assistant with, with Fox that said, hey, do you guys know Semi-Sonic? They're from Minnesota. You should play that. So maybe that's what it was. Something like that. No. Last few texts. Chad Hartman, way overrated. Wow, that hurts. Overrated steam Brussels sprouts. Underrated roasted Brussels sprouts. Now try Big Boar in Hanover. Oh, I've 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 ate a big boar big boar in Hanover ten times. It's fantastic. Let's see. Holiday gas station uh coffee is truly hard to beat. Westwood Hills used to be a golf course, closed in sixty one. Suggesting my father used to golf there. Um all right, I think we're good. I think we're good. Let's pause. Traffic, weather, and center Klobuchar in about fifteen minutes. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I've established for a while, outside of our visits with uh, the dearly departed Queen of England, Elizabeth. What a coup that was, Dave. I don't think we appreciated it enough that the Queen of England would call into our silly show. So outside of that, don't pay a lot of attention to the Royals. Now, I look at Daily Mail, 
because uh, Daily Mail, uh, they check a number of boxes, including gossip, including the Royals, but they also have a lot of news stories, which matter. They lean right, you can just like plenty of outlets lean left. You know that, you, you balance things out and have no problem consuming outlets, especially if you know if they're going to lean either way. So be it. So I did see when Harry and Meghan were on with Oprah, and I made this point uh, when we talked about last week, what puts Harry in a position of complete hypocrisy is when he left, did the interview with Oprah with his wife, and said, just let us be alone. You know, I've, I've, I've had a face so much. I'm now in California, by the way, living at Taylor, uh, Tyler Perry's, what, $45 million home. I just want to be like uh, the rest of you. You could identify with them that, that way, couldn't you? A, a prince living at Tyler Perry's $45 million house? Seems a lot like your life, Dave, don't you, don't you think? I, who hasn't been there? Yeah. I know most of us get confused. And you're like, okay, let's see how this goes. Well, then we've got a lengthy documentary on Netflix. And now he's got the book, Spare. It's a great title of the book, too, considering where he ranks in the uh, pecking order to be king. And just a series of interviews, including last night, 60 Minutes. And then another, it actually ran before it, a lengthy one. I forget which outlet in England. I think that one was maybe even 90 minutes where he's he's receiving a fair amount of criticism on, wait a second, this is what you said about the Royals. This is what about what you're saying now. We watched it last night. Two of the things which really... Stood out to me, Dave. Number one, that Harry and William, year after year after year, believed that Diana was not dead and eventually was going to come back. That they had watched how she lived her life, even as young boys. And knew how difficult it was for her. Even after walking behind the casket. In one of the most covered funerals we've seen in the last 50 years. That both of them, Dave, were convinced that she was going to come back. And it took them years and years to finally believe that she was gone. That's pretty stunning, right? Stunning and incredibly sad. Yes. Then the private conversation part. So when Harry is sitting there and he's talking about how the royals have used the tabloids against him and that all he wants to do is have private conversation because right now he has no dialogue with his brother or his dad and he wants that back again while while he never sees himself as a you know full-time member of the royal family 
he wants that relationship and he wants to have those conversations, but then he doesn't want those conversations used against him like he feels like the Royals and people close to him have for years, including Camila. Well, that sounds interesting, but Dave, he's writing this enormous book. He's written this enormous book. He's involved in all these interviews. Isn't that remarkable fraudulence if you're saying, hey, I'll talk to you, but I want it uh, private. Meanwhile, have you read my 650-page book about you guys? He's got to make money somehow, Chad. We want to go flip burgers at the local uh, L.A. McDonald's? I that that would be interesting. That would be interesting. You're right. Um, I when the when the Oprah thing came out, I was intrigued. I was absolutely intrigued. Watched every minute of it. Was very curious. At this point, the docu series, the memoir, interviews on literally every news outlet the world has to offer. He's on with Doug Swinhart this Saturday on CCO. <laughs> Harry for Tech Talk. I like that. Yes. Uh, Okay, I do. I have sympathy for him for you know what you said about losing his mother and him and his brother being convinced she was going to come back, and some of the way he's been treated with the royal family. I'm sure there's things that are true and that aren't true from both what they say and what the rest of the family Mm -hmm. says has happened. I have sympathy for him. There's some sympathy for Meghan in the way she was treated, not only by the family from what we hear. But in the media, in Britain specifically. But man, I'm running out of patience. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. On, on the racial allegations, there's give no quarter, none. Megan being overwhelmed by the publicity, you married a prince. Come on. You can't be surprised by that. 41 past one. You want to chime in through text? You can. 651 461 9226. We expect when we come back, the senior senator from the state of Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar, joins the show. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan here on CCO. 145 on this Monday afternoon. Chad Hartman with you on WCCO. Senator Amy Klobuchar is kind enough to join us. The senator is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Amy, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Let's. Uh, Let's jump I'm into it because be I know. Hotline. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very impressive. It's Thank very you. impressive. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Let's talk about the president. He he uh-huh. traveled to the border yesterday, and there has been mm-hmm. a great deal of criticism for the president and his approach to the border. Let's be honest. Every president, uh, almost forever, has battled the complicated issues related to immigration, the border, and numerous key parts in bringing together all parties is incredibly difficult. But isn't it a fair criticism to say that almost two years in, the president should have made this visit before? And one other point I want you to react to, because I saw a number of journalists making this point, that the president really saw a sanitized view of El Paso and didn't see the migrant camps didn't go see some of the parts that have uh, that have really caused a lot of issues in El Paso 
What do you say to those two parts of the immigration issue? Okay, so first of all, I'm into solutions here, and I'm I'm glad he's visited the border. We can, you know, dispute the timing, but the point is he went there, and we need to put the resources to secure the border. I think we need more order at the border. I have supported in the past comprehensive immigration reform, uh, which included a provision from our neighbor to the West Center Hoven of North Dakota that would have put significant funding, and it's things like Obviously, law enforcement officers, but um, also personnel to process the cases and the like. So the way I look at it, Chad, I just left a group of um, nursing home providers and people who are just trying to care for our seniors, and they need workers. What we need is more legal immigration, which means um, things like making sure the Afghan refugees are able to work here. They're already here, and half of them are vouched for by our military, uh, making sure that uh, we have uh, visa caps that are too limiting when it comes to bringing in people legally, that we have workers in our agriculture sectors and in our tourism sectors and in our healthcare, nursing, long-term care. We've always in Minnesota, with the lowest unemployment rate in the country, relied on immigrants and refugees in the past. And so that's been my focus. And part of that, to make a deal like that, you've got to have funding at the border, which is what the president's uh, been getting at uh, when he was there and what I'm hopeful uh, we can work on going forward. I just actually don't think it's negotiable anymore, not only the getting the order at the border, but also the fact that we need immigration reform of some kind. The Dreamers have been here for decades. They should be able to stay here in a legal status. People who come here legally and make their requests, whether it's through asylum or another way, or helping our military in Afghanistan. We actually need workers right now. And so I want to make the system work. It's been broken for a long time, and um, I would like to change that. So let's stay with solutions, because you bring up a good point, but let's deal with the politics of this. And we're going to get to the Republicans and control the House in, in just a little bit. But now that the Republicans control the House, and that the Democrat, and that's a slim majority, Democrats have a slim majority in the Senate, and the president obviously controls the White House. Why should people who want progress, who believe in all the points that you just said, why should they feel like something is finally going to get done when Congress after Congress and president after president haven't been able to get a deal done before? Uh, Part of this to me is that things have just gotten and really out of whack uh, when it comes to immigration. We talk a lot about the border. That's important. But we all know what's going on uh, right here in our state Um, when uh, we have situations where we don't have enough workers at a restaurant or, as I said, in healthcare, and people are being they're closing down um, some of our greater Minnesota nursing homes. Here's a crazy one, Chad. This is a bill I have with Senator Grassley. People study at our medical schools in America, our medical schools, like University of Minnesota. If they're from another country, they have to go back home and do their residency. They're, they would like to stay here, and they're actually trained doctors from American medical schools where we need doctors. So our bill expands the ability to allow them to serve in rural areas and underserved urban areas. And it has 15 Republicans. I have 15 Republican senators on that bill right now. I've got Lindsey Graham doing the Afghan refugee bill with me. We're the leads on it to say that they should be able to work in America and have some kind of green card 
status when they helped as interpreters to our military. The VFW, the the Veterans of Foreign Wars support that uh, bill. American Legion supports that bill. Roger Wicker, the ranking Republican on the Armed Services, is on that bill. So this is my frustration, if it sounds like I'm frustrated, I am, is that there's a deal to be had here, but we're going to need, as you just know, some of the Republicans in the House are going to have to willing to uh, work with us on this because it's just been sitting there for too long. And it does seem harder with the House the way it is and the disarray that we saw last week. At the same time, sometimes out of chaos comes miracles. I've seen it happen before. Uh, and we need to get this done. And the fact that they're interested in funding for the border um, and we need more workers in a legal status uh, to be able to get work permits, at least, uh, puts us in a place that maybe there can be an agreement. So let's talk about the House. You use the word disarray. Others have been even more critical. And then when McCarthy was finally voted in and many Republican congressmen were making these Sunday visits, they were saying, hey, this is just democracy. Democracy is messy. And others were saying, all we wanted out of this, and let's put aside Gates and Boebert and some of the others, let's be Let's be truthful. They want notoriety of our principle. But Scott Perry and let's say let's use Chip Roy, actually, as a better example. He's saying we want to get rid of omnibus bills. We want bills that are more germane to one topic. We want to offer up amendments. And this is how it happens. Does Chip Mm -hmm. Roy have a point? Look, some of the reforms that I heard about, I am not steeped in other House rules. It's bad enough being steeped in the Senate rules. Um, but these are issues we've had before, getting major bills um, too late and you can't look at them and mistakes are made, may I say. So I actually thought that part of it um, was a good thing to be able to look at major bills and have time to look at them. So I'm not against uh, doing reforms. What I'm concerned about is if you have a situation where they're going to try to throw the speaker out by one vote or one person can bring it up, and then you're trying to work out agreements that we just talked about, and let's add in some other things, continuing work on prescription drugs. That's what I want to get done, bringing the cost down, doing something on child care, um, and there's been interest on the Republican side on that. I talked to Tom Emmer, who, by the way, I think played a very constructive role in the last week, um, and uh, we get along and have done a lot of work together in the past. Um, he told me that they want to get some things done. So, well, let's see. This was He told me this like two weeks ago, so it was before everything that happened. But, you know, I, he is a very high leadership position over there now. I'm on the steering, head of the steering committee over on the Senate side. So, you know, I'm looking forward to working with him, with Tom, uh, to see if we can get some things done. So let, let's talk about another point that the Republicans have made about the deficit. And let's also acknowledge that the deficit has jumped up under Republican presidents, just like it has under Democrats, including, you know, President Biden and, and what he inherited with COVID. They talk about that we're going to have to deal with some of the incredibly difficult decisions on some of the entitlement programs, and that if we don't do it, we're never going to address it. Can both sides acknowledge this? And maybe it's for individuals who are in their 20s and 30s versus in their 50s, 60s, and 70s on Medicare, on Social Security, and deal with those incredibly difficult topics? Or is it a matter of, hey, we're all afraid of those voters. We don't want to get voted out. We know this matters, and we're going to keep pushing this away 
And so the debt is will continue to increase. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of solutions to bring the uh, debt down or deficit down in the immediate moment. Um, one of those, uh, if you discussed, when I look at Social Security, there is one thing that would help, and that is that people who are wealthier and do better don't have to um, keep paying into it. There's kind of a, a cap on that. And I think that would be a way to make sure it's solvent for anyone, no matter as long as you're working and you pay into it, that you get something out of it. There's been this, I don't want to go into all the details, a donut hole on where they stop paying in and then they start again. And I think there may be a way to do that without increasing anything on middle class or anyone but the people making over, you know, 200,000 bucks or something like that. So that's one thing you can do. The second thing um, is to look at some of these. To me, some of the um, the tax cuts for the wealthy did go too far. Some of the corporate tax cuts, we thought it would go down to say, you know, the, those of us in the middle were suggesting if you're going to bring it down, fine, but it should be around 25%. It went all the way down to 21%. Every 1% it went was $100 billion. So all of that, if I did made those changes right now, you could put some of the money maybe into helping on child care and senior care, some of those things we were talking about, and then a chunk of the money to go into debt reduction. I just think we have to be reasonable about this and find a middle ground um, and then make sure we're not making things worse, like cause a government shutdown or the like. Um, so that's how I look at it. And I've always... When I was running for president way back then, Chad, I always suggested every single thing I suggested, I had a way to pay for it, including bringing the debt down. And I I think that's got to be a part of our thought process going forward. But we've got to be careful because some of the people that are, to me, talking about this would go and shut the government down or do things like that. That's that's not good for our country. So we want to make sure we're moving ahead economically. One last thing, minute to go, and I know you have to go also. For people listening, because we've talked about this a couple times, and calls and texts ticked off that their mail is not coming, that sometimes it's for days, sometimes it's for weeks. Where are you at in this? When do you think a solution will take place? Well, I actually um, immediately, when this started coming down, um, called up the head of the uh, mail service for the Postal Service for Minnesota and North Dakota, um, Anthony Williams, who I talked to before when we had problems in Rochester. And I also um, have pushed Postmaster General DeJoy um, to help Minnesota. So this is what I've found out. Uh, number one is that we have staffing shortages. <laughs> I don't want to keep going back to what we talked about at the beginning, but we, we need more workers in Minnesota. And we've uh, in Rochester, I actually did a public uh, event calling for people to apply to the post office, which you can do at USPS.com slash careers. Um, And we did get a number of people coming in. He has made some shifts, brought some people in from other post offices. And also he has um, taken some people who are temporary and made them permanent. We've gotten into the real granular because there are certain post offices that are fine and certain ones. Uh, that need more staff. And Duluth, particularly some of the southern suburbs, everyone, including myself, has had some mail delays. People have a right, taxpayers have a right to get their mail delivered on time. And that is everything from uh, prescriptions to uh, presents from your grandma to um, uh, checks in the mail. All of that, you've got to be able to get your mail on time. And we just did some reform um, to the Postal Service for things from pensions to health care 
on a bipartisan basis, very strongly bipartisan, that I think is also going to help. And that just happened in the last year, continuing the six-day delivery and um, making sure that I think people were counting the post office out and the pandemic came, and a lot of people are depending on it still to get things delivered to their homes. So um, we just got to keep pushing. I, my job is to push for Minnesota to make sure we get the staffing we need in a very low unemployment rate. I've done that. I'm going to talk to him again this week. Uh, and I got to tell you, I, am, I think it is an outrage when people are waiting that long for their mail. You can explain it with the weather, obviously, for a day or two. And then after that, I don't think there's any explaining it. Thank you. We'll have you on again soon. I appreciate okay. you coming on. Well, it was fun, Chad, and I'm excited about the Vikings and our both of us having had uh, uh, fathers <laughs> who maybe covered the Vikings and Just a couple worked of times, together, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm sure they're looking down and enjoying this season. Yes, it's been, uh, it's been entertaining. Unpredictable, but entertaining. Thank <laughs> you, Amy. I appreciate it. Extreme. Yes, okay. that's true. See you later. Senator Amy Klobuchar with us here on CCL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 